Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast, episode 43. I'm Single White Medusa. And I'm Nick Cole, and we're doing the old Thursday flippity-flop. <laughs> which fun. isn't even a thing. Well, we made it a thing. It's a new thing. It's so, a thing now. All right, I'm the sidekick. You are the star of the show. <laughs> no, no, that was just a little flip-flop for the opener. That was just, <laughs> that's just a big tease. I know, but trust me, that's no one what, wants me to do the whole show. Cause that's what everyone wanted. It'll be a very short people, episode. <laughs> people literally leaned forward in their seats and they're all, oh, yes, finally. <laughs> The chungo is out of the way, and we get the meat of it. It's just that I am not a big talker, like in that monologuist type of way. Uh, unless you write it out for me, I can read it. But yeah, I that's don't just not true monologue. because sometimes you just like when it's just you and I, you talk and talk and talk, and I say nothing, and then you look at me and go, "You're hungry, aren't you?" And I go, "Yeah, I am." Well, once in a while, but it's just a random fluke. If I get really like on a subject that I'm really excited about or I know a lot about. Or you're angry. Or, yeah. Then I can, but I'm saying, like, I can't just do it on command, and it's pretty rare. So it would be a weird show. But that's okay, because you're a great monologuist. You have subjects that you're passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel that those are? Um, I feel you are passionate about fashion. Yeah. So but I don't, can, think, you, you, <laughs> I don't think your audience will be interested in I don't think they'll be into your fashion, fashion <laughs> blogger talk. Um, you're passionate about the vaccine. Yes. So we have a little bit about that today that you could you could take the lead on. And I'm passionate about voter fraud. You're passionate which about voter fraud, which is another thing. thing. Um, it's not those issues specifically. <clears throat> Got to get off my cords now and get down here to Alec Baldwin NPR. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily um that you are passionate about those issues particularly. What it is is that you are big on fair. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing for you and your tribe. Huge, yeah. yeah. My whole life I've always been yeah. that way. Yeah. When I have dinner at your parents' house, you and your dad are always like looking, like, did they get five green beans? No. Did you get two tomatoes? And her, no. her mom always overserves me because she's <laughs> nice. True. And then the dad looks, well, why did he get two pieces? And, but I don't do that now because yeah, I don't yeah. want big portions. Like maybe when I was a child. Yeah. But no, I don't do that yeah. now. But that's the genesis of it. And now it has evolved into basically your constant outrage over the corruption of the Biden administration, which is really the Biden-Obama-Hillary sort of, I don't know what the hell to call this criminal cabal, cartel. What is the thing that you would say irritates you the most about them? What is, like, what is, like, I, I can even see, like, if I do, like, a Kamala's voice imitation, you're, you're like, even now, you, your hands are turning claw into claws. <laughs> you take a deep breath through your nose, and you try not to let your nostrils flare, but they do. <laughs> and you, you go, like, like how a I cat gets, like, when it, like, Yeah. Like, come on, my name's Kamala, everybody. <laughs> Come on, Joe, don't you, why don't you let me have a term in president? You know, like, you laugh oh, at man. that, but her voice, whenever it comes on TV, makes you nuts. I told you, like, I can't even stand to see a picture of Kamala or Biden or AOC or Nancy Pelosi. Like, literally, mm -hmm. I flip past it as fast as I can because I'm like, ah! Now, like, I always thought it was stupid, the whole, like, oh, I'm triggered, and, like, the overuse of that by lefties, like, you know, in the last decade or whatever, oh, safe space, but, like, I now I, I guess I get the word because I literally feel triggered. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if, like, Galaxy's Edge, the fan club page, is getting hammered by Facebook, 
and getting all these, you know, ban hammer warnings and things like that. And uh, the admins have begun to theorize that it's me that's causing it. But I, I don't post much over on the fan page Mm-mm. because I've tried to keep it. I've tried to stay out of it because I know that I'm a danger to society and a toxic individual and a racist and a bigot. And, you know, all the mean words. I know I'm all those mean words that the, the tolerant people um, who want us all to live forever and are willing to kill us to do it think. And so I want everybody just to have fun over at Galaxy's Edge. So I actually stay away from my own fan club. And I don't even have fans. I think of them as readers and listeners, but they call it a fan club. So I literally am not allowed to participate in something that I have created that gives people joy because the left says I'm a toxic person. So I even try to stay away. But I have wondered that, like, we introduced, uh, and I came up with the concept of the trigger nuke uh, when I wrote the Savage Wars novels, and I I have wondered if somehow the trigger nuke, because they they make a lot of memes about it over there, I'm wondering if like that they consider the word trigger nuke offensive. Yeah, I can. And see so that. that's what's been getting them banned. Because they would completely cherry pick it yeah. and make a whole fuss over it, having not researched it all. And having not known the context of it completely, which, yeah. yeah, that's what they do. And didn't that happen? Like, I forget, you got called out for some sort of thing, word or phrase in one of your books. And I think it was that, wasn't it? I feel I like don't you. remember. Yeah, I have some sort of vague memory yeah. about that. I have and, been, I, I get accused a lot by stupid people of things. But usually those are people just sort of like drifting in and taking things out of context. But. It was something with the Dragon Award nomination, and I think a certain, maybe someone or a contingent of people, they tried to put up a fuss about something in your, maybe something someone, whatever, and you were like, that makes sense in the context. Yeah, of the I vaguely remember yeah. that, but I, but I take, I don't like remember those things. I don't like, whenever people do like weird injustice things like that, or, or like, I know writers that like if someone slights them in the least, they they um, they basically tattoo it on their forehead and wear it around forever. And I just kind of let things go. I'm like, I don't care. I'm you obviously are never going to read any of my books, and you know that's great. You seem like a horrible person. Um, I'm more interested in the people who actually like the things and then just having fun with them. Yeah. Uh, instead of like you know hanging on a cross. Sure. You know? That's the best way to be. Yeah. Exactly. So I would say um, the thing probably in today's topics that irritates you the most that you could be passionate about. Probably the um, like the thing we watched with Tucker Carlson on not not that he annoyed me obviously I thought it was great um, about his the nice hair Georgia <laughs> I guess yeah I mean I never thought about it but he has good bad. average eighties dad white guy hair yeah. Like, perfectly acceptable hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, all the... about so there's the there's nothing Georgia... to be triggered by there. That's all I'm saying. Sure. Yeah, no. Well, I mean... And I get triggered because of, like, who they are. Now, Not apparently... Not just Apparently now Tucker is uh, the, the spokesperson for the... Um, what did they say? It wasn't all... They've switched from alt-right. Because the problem with alt-right is they tried to move that and say everybody was alt-right. Oh, yeah. And then they started calling Ben Shapiro alt-right. And <laughs> Ben Shapiro is not alt-right, you know, because the alt-right, the people that I know in the alt-right, they hate Ben Shapiro. Mm. So it's kind of funny. So they had to come up with a new thing. And I think I think they, they're working towards the thing that they really want to say. 
But I think where we are in the Overton window right now is um, grievance Americans. Uh, uh, Tucker Carlson is the spokesperson for uh, uh, Amer- uh, aggrieved Americans or something like, you know, the anger. But where they really want to land, where this is all going to end, and I think it's going to happen about next month or this fall. But I'm thinking next month is going to be next month to September. Middle of the month, next month to September, I think is going to be wild. Um, but Patriot. Mm-hmm. Patriot is the dirty word that they are hoping to unwrap this Christmas and go, oh my gosh, Joe Biden, I can't believe you got this for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we can call everybody who loves the flag and is a patriot. We can call him a racist. You know, and it's like, you know, so like, and you, you can already see like in video games and movies, they've already like, you know, they're part of the patriots and. You know, on Bosch, there's always the, uh, they don't believe in government taxes. Oh, we got to take them down, chief. You know, all these kinds of things. So um, what was it on the latest season of Bosch? It was the incels. Mm. And it was the patriarchy. It never was. Like, there was a great show that the left just absolutely derailed. But this is not a topic on Bosch. And, but just oh, one last thing on that. Please. It was, it was the, the little girl wouldn't have been, you know, killed. Little tamale girl? Little Tamale Girl. Little Tamale. Her name was her name was Sophia Lorenz or whatever it was. <laughs> she wouldn't have been killed if her dad wouldn't have been deported. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, for the DUI, yeah, yeah. and since he came here illegally, and, and then he got yeah, a DUI, and yeah. oh, but since they deported him. But what if her dad had killed, killed someone with the DUI? Would that oh, yeah. wash it? Well, it depends if they're white. Exactly. It's all about. It depends on the quality of your melatonin, and political beliefs. First, it's melatonin. And then it's political beliefs, as, as we've as we've analyzed, you know, with the brown people of Cuba and the olive people of Israel and the, you know, whatever color you want to say that Asian people are. I always think they're actually kind of brown colored. Yeah. Um, you know, like if you don't have the right politics and you happen to have those melatonin. See, first we go to melatonin, we get to the decision tree. Then we go down to politics, ah, wrong politics. Then we go, does this interfere with China? You know, like, and so you get screwed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then they're out. Then they're out. You're they're out. out. And they're the worst person ever. Ocasio-Cortez will not wear white and weep for you. <laughs> oh, please, Andrew Lloyd Webber, make that musical. Please. <laughs> oh, please make that musical. Come out of retirement and, and lure every conservative into musical theater in one fail swoop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so... um I mean, did you have any thoughts about what Tucker talked about? about well, why the don't Georgia? you rehash what he talked about? Um, let's see. I mean, it's hard for me to sometimes keep track of what I already knew. Uh, I think you I, know, can, I already knew yeah. a bunch of stuff before, but I I right. know it was like the uh, the ballots that were put in. The, the, over there and definitely over. there definitely is information. There was a guy in there doing a presentation. Uh, if not, you should really go and and watch the video. Uh, it, to me, it is the smoking gun. Um, there, there are many duplicated ballot ballots. There are 35,000 people that voted illegally just by voting out of county, mm-hmm. which should have immediately, you know, said, okay, those vote whether whether they're Georgia citizens or not. If we're playing by the rules, their votes are invalidated. Okay, so there is the election for Trump right there, mm-hmm. right there. Um, but then it gets worse because the the guy was going through and like showing how just in the few ballots that they've looked at. There were there were ballots that were counted two and three times. Then they take you to this video of this black chick in there just scanning, pulling them out, putting them back in, scanning them again. 
that's not OCD. That's not absent-mindedness. That is that that is willfully. And and the question is, how long was she doing it? it? Seemed to be going on all night long. You combine that with the the midnight stoppage. They cleared everybody from the offices. They went right back in and did it. Um, this this is it's clear that the election has has been stolen. Um, I think that there are other people saying, oh well, okay, now we need to do the audit. Okay, if you need to do that now, but it's 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 fairly clear to those of us who have known this since January. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we'll get into the audit, audit, and I think the audit will actually make things worse for them. Yeah. For them. And then there was one more thing I do remember from that presentation um, that it, and help me describe it, but it was um, in these the X number of votes in these particular batches or whatever, like. Once they looked at him again, it was this many were Biden, this many were Trump, this many were the third party candidate, right. but they all went, but they yep. all ended up being yeah. put in for Biden. That was with that special, um, there was a way to catch him. It was called a, it was called a vote tally sheet or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And the, even though the votes were listed there, instead, when they reached the tally sheet, they were all counted for Biden. So real shenanigans, Georgia, where, where do I think this is all heading in a certain way? I think Arizona, which is coming first, is the appetizer. And I think, you know, it's it's probably not going to be good in Arizona. I think that Georgia is the next smoking gun, and Georgia and Arizona are enough to undo the election. Do I think that means Trump is going to go back in? Again, I'm going to give this caveat. I don't think that's going to happen. But I'm also going to give another caveat. It has happened before, not at the presidential level, but it has happened in other elections. And it just depends on how badly people want to fight that out and what the resolution to it is. Do I think we'll reach that moment? No, I do not think we will reach that moment because then we get into Pennsylvania. And I think Pennsylvania will be awful from what, I, what I'm hearing. So if those three states alone, without getting into Michigan and even Wisconsin and a few other states, those three states alone basically invalidate the election for Joe Biden. At that point, it's Thunderdome. And I think if you are looking at the behavior of the left, I think what you are seeing is a group of people who know it's heading towards them. So that's why we're getting um, just insane stuff like uh, the whole um, the Kremlin has just released that, that Trump was compromised the entire time. They're going like that's the level of desperation. They're going back to something that has been patently disproved yeah. and they're they're trying so why are they are they are they going to convince you that the election no 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 what they're trying to do is get the base stoked up and fired up and back and and ready to get back on the streets because trump is a dictator trump is a fascist all these kind of things there is probably you know if if the election audits do continue to swing the way they're swinging and again i wouldn't be certain about that who knows? You know, maybe you really get into anything and these are anomalies. But let's just say it continues to uh, un- uh, reveal a bigger picture. And why do I think it's going to reveal a bigger picture? The only evidence I would say right now why I think it's going to be a revealing picture is that they're freaking out about it. They realize it's heading in this direction. Just like the Cernovich email we all talked about yesterday. Love or hate Cernovich? I-, I-, I really am with the people who criticized him and I have with the people who didn't criticize him. Yeah, I respect him on certain levels, but yeah, I've noticed the flip-floppery and the optics and everything like that. Maybe this is his moment to 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 really get out there. But it's interesting where he's at. 
So um, I, I would say they realize it's going this way. So now it's time to gin up the base and, and create a quote-unquote threat to democracy. So that's why we're seeing all the patriots are bad. We need to lock down on the patriots. There's been a lot of, lot of rhetoric, rhetoric about that because what they do know is there is coming a moment when the election will be called into question. And one side is going to say, okay, now what? And I think what they're hoping for and I think what they will create is violence. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know what I could see happening? And I don't know, but I was just like picturing it as you were talking. I could see the lefties jumping on out there and, and protesting because they love to do that. Like that's their thing. So they're going to jump right out there and start protesting the minute that that statement is made or whatever. Yeah. But because we are so righteously indignant about we were literally utterly wronged. This mm-hmm. was so horrible. No, this is actually proof that the election was stolen, yada, yada. I could see our side actually jumping out there and protesting, too. Yes. And so then and, those two and, protests are going to be, like, right. have clashes. Well, it doesn't even need the other protests. What we know from January 6th is that they will take whatever we are doing and, and cause that to spin out of control. Yeah. Having said that, there was an incident in L.A. yesterday where a guy tried to get into the federal building or the judicial building downtown... I forget which one, and he was carrying a weapon and ammo and a plate carrier and everything like that. That smells like the FBI to me. So what we're really seeing is if they want to, uh, if they want to, um, and again, I'm not one of these 9/11 false flaggers. That's that's not my job. But I think what we're seeing with a lot of the alphabet agencies is a willingness to go gonzo, to get personally involved and make the story. Um, the the way that they want it to be to frame the narrative. So, do I think that they will create an incident? Uh, I'm 70, 70 to eighty percent right now. Yeah. So that'll be kind of the big defining moment for the MAGA party and the America Firsters and the aggrieved people is will will they just kind of do nothing? I don't know what a lot of options that they have. I still think like if you can get a fair hearing in court. And if you can get all the data out there, like, I think that that should be resolved legally and politically. Um, and mm-hmm. I think people should do the right thing. But lately, I've seen a lot of judges and a lot of politicians on both sides and a lot of alphabet agencies not doing the right thing. I think they're misreading the temperature of the room because I think even in, you know, in Orange County is is interesting it, it does claim it, it's it's fiscally conservative, not socially conservative in a lot of ways. It's not necessarily the South, and it's more liberal. And a lot of people might have told you that they were Democrats just a few years ago, but the level of rage about what they perceive as an injustice is boiling over. And then combine that with sort of the overstate getting in there and wanting to manage everybody's lives and tell you what your freedoms are and make you have vaccine passports and destroy your living like if they're going for Joe Biden gets to be president and you guys all got to suck it for four years you are grossly misreading the temperature of the room but I don't know that they're going for that what I think they're going for is gosh we hope you blow up because we're going to call we're going to declare martial law and then we're going to do what I worst case scenario, what I think is going to happen 
is they're going to try to annihilate the op opposition through war, disease, and famine. So war, civil war, street fighting, um, fighting the cops, fighting the military. They'll use death squads to go out and get rid of prominent to, you know, lower level influencers. They've already, the White House has already confirmed they're, they're uh, making an influencers list to try to find out who is influencing this. So they're making the lists. What are they going to do with those lists? Are they just going to ban you on social media when the cops say we're not showing up to responding to 911 calls and the power goes out and there's random fighting in the streets? No, I think there will be death squads or they'll be using Antifa, or they'll be using gangs, or they'll be using private security, or they'll be using mercenary armies. But yeah, they're they're going to kill. They're going to whack some people. That's the war aspect. The disease aspect is they're going to basically do that through health and human services, not providing medicine to certain areas, making sure inner city areas, big voters get the medical ships, the medical mash army hospitals, the care, all that kind of stuff. Um, if there's fighting in red states, no, they're going to make sure you don't get any medical treatment. They're going to disrupt the supply chain, which leads us to the third point, which is famine. They will disrupt the supply chain. They will make sure people starve to death. Once people starve to death with the power out, then that's going to solve the problem for them as people on the same side actually turn on each other just to get fed. Wow. That's grim. Merry Christmas? I don't think so. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, the left has been um, doubling down on the silencing already, though, I would say. Like, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, it's but I think all of that is out of fear right now. So what 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 heartens me that we may not be going to the fear, uncertainty, death, war, famine and and disease um, uh, scenario is that they're desperately trying to avoid getting caught out on this election or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think both are possible. I think one is possible. But at times, it really does feel like they're pushing for an explosion. And again, like I commented yesterday, the restraint is unusual. Mm -hmm. So I think it's divine. But I think that if suddenly they were to get caught out nakedly stealing and and the Supreme and it was to go to the Supreme Court. And I think Roberts is has collateral on him. I know that's all QE, but. No, I think so too. All, all the all the rulings seem to go one way in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. and so um, Roberts basically says, "Hey, you know, there's there's nothing you can do about it. That's the way it is. Um, then then what?" Yeah. Well, at the minimum, let's say you're someone who doesn't think the collateral thing is a thing. I think what is definitely a thing with the Supreme Court right now, and another easy like another way to explain all their like stupid rulings lately is that um, the the packing of the Supreme Court threat and you yeah. know people have posited like obviously they're like you know maybe making some rulings uh, to kind of please the Democrats in the hopes that they don't pack the Supreme Court on them which they've threatened to do so I think it's both I mean I think that he has collateral on him too yeah but I do too that's so I mean. those are the ways that I, I see it going. Uh, the Tucker thing for me, the, 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 the report from yesterday, to me, that's the smoking gun already. That's not enough. I realize that people are going to need to see some hard data, but it's a smoking gun enough to warrant doing a full audit and really getting into it. It'll be interesting to see how hard they push back on that. It does seem like they're pushing back hard. 
But if it goes through, then watch for the violence and the rhetoric because we're moving towards a moment where they're going to get caught and they either A, want to get caught so that we can freak out and so that they can declare martial law or B, um, I guess B is they're going to fight it in the streets because that's really worked for them. You know, like, like I think BLM and Antifa made everybody afraid, including judges. Mm-hmm. And so the, there's been a lot of misrulings. There have been a lot of there's been a lot of perversion of justice because people are afraid that BLM will show up to your house. Yeah. So I think that they, they know, like, at the end of the day, like, hey, even if we get caught and this ha- somehow has to be adjudicated in the in the Congress or in the courts, um, we can put the fear in people. Well, how do you put the fear? You, you, you get violent. That, that There's no arguing that that has not worked for them. Yeah. And generally, if things worked, people are going to try them again. I think, like I said, I think I think mid-August to the end of September is when it gets insane. Is there like a winning move that you could think of that our side could do? Like when the information comes out, it's obvious, you know, that we have something legit here that Trump won. Like if that's obvious to everyone, like what is the winning move? Because again, it feels like they always get us in these impossible situations. The winning move is always to do the right thing mm-hmm. and to insist on the truth. Yeah. And the truth will set you free. And and so navigating how you move to that, I don't know. There are some plays I think that we need to do asymmetrical things. I think honestly, and I know this sounds insane, I think every patriot and boat owner needs to invade Cuba. And I think we need to set the Cubans free as a demonstration to our own people that if we can do this there, we can do this to you. There's, I don't think there's any laws preventing us from actually doing that. Now, do I think they'll all get upset and try to stop us? But do I think it's an Area 51 moment when we can actually rush Cuba and set Cuba free and also dump a ton of Republican voters into the United States as new citizens in what would probably become the next American state? Yeah. Do I think it would send a message that we're willing to do it without actually having a civil war? Yeah, I, I, it's insane. But the most asymmetrical move that we could make right now is for every patriot who's got the don't tread on me and, the, you know, all these things. And you've got your tactical go- cool gun. We have a ton of boats. You can get there. We should invade from Florida into Cuba and we should liberate them. And then we should turn around and say very silently, we can do that there and we can do it here. I love that idea. But um, like when you said, and then we bring a ton of you know new Republican voters into the country, I realized with the Biden administration already having so much rhetoric about we're the terrorists and blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. You don't think they would actually send our own military against the patriots uh, they're trying to liberate the Cubans? You don't think they would do that? The hardest part for our side to understand is um, that military aspect, that cop aspect. And I don't know that it's an easy answer, and I don't know that it's going to be the answer that people like. But I do know that the left is constantly effectively saying they can't wait to use the military. Right. They're dying to use the military. So it's going it, to... If you, It is going to happen. On us, you mean? Like, on us. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, why not have a civil war without having a civil war? 
Why not go have a civil war in another country where you're not actually committing treason, but you're very clearly demonstrating that you can do it? Mm-hmm. I mean, and also, like, hey, maybe we just all move to Cuba. I don't know. But you asked me for, like, well, what can we do? And that's the part where a lot of us on the right admittedly stumble. You have the sort of milk toast middle, you know, um, the grifters of talk radio, the Ben Shapiro's, you know, uh, all of these people who want to sell your next, sell you the next book on taking back America. Mm-hmm. And like I've said, I know I, I have a little harder rhetoric, but I don't know that if the election system is not fixed, right. that you're ever going to get an election. I also know that the left is really going for it. Like they are doing insane, crazy stuff. So why do you think it's just going to be for two years or a year? I think they're going for all the marbles this time. Yeah. So I don't know that you're ever going to get in a, another election. I don't ever know. Sorry, everybody who wrote your How to Save America Again book, I don't know that you're going to get that opportunity. So I think asymmetrically. I, I do different outside-the-box things. And to me, the Cuba situation is an excellent way for Americans to demonstrate what we do, which is liberate the oppressed and 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 spread freedom and and if we can spread freedom there we can spread freedom there but that would definitely be something no one saw coming which is what you need to destabilize an enemy plan and something that would actually assist and help us now maybe they'll let us do it because we'll all go there and get killed mm-hmm. maybe they'll hire foreign mercenaries see that's more you know and all that kind of stuff sure like but yeah. maybe we actually take cuba and now we have a base of power in Florida, Cuba. Yeah, make it Freedom <laughs> Island. Right. Yeah. Yay. I think Cuba is a brilliant move, even if it's not patriots taking Cuba. I think really, honestly, big tech and all these corporations should insist on the liberation of Cuba. And then they should go in there and rebuild their utopia that they're always advocating that they're going to make better than anybody else. Cuba is a great ground up start because that whole place is falling apart. And I'm sure Disney could build a huge, great resort and Google could build their new city and everything like that. And we would all go there and vacation and it would be a big advertising project, even if it was just like a model home version of a housing tract. Like it like rather than all these lies and constant name calling, I would just like the left to like actually try to implement a plan and then make that plan successfully because I'm of the mind that it might actually work like maybe like if if google and apple and all these wonderkin companies could get together and make a great city hell you might convince us it might you might your public transportation thing the smart housing the green stuff you know an ecological like maybe that's interesting maybe that's cool maybe like but instead of telling us we're racist and bigots because we disagree with it Instead of calling everything a matter of national security and you can't know about it and all these kinds of things, why don't you just for once do your plan of your future utopia, invite us there and let us see if it works. Even lie to us, you know, like dress it up, make it look cool. But like, you know, for once in your life, actually do something and show us, build the high speed rail, high speed rail. And let us go, well, golly, I think this is good because the left has actually done that with one thing. What? And it convinced me. And, and that's Lake Tahoe, yeah. which is where I was born. If you go to Lake Tahoe and you look at conservationism, which is also right and left, right right people are big into conservation, hunting management and, and wild wilderness and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But in California, you have to give that street cred to the, le- to the left. And you go to Lake Tahoe and it is a pristine, beautiful lake. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it, but it is very protected, and it's worth it. It, it really is. And so, the problem is right now, all the left want to does, all, all the left want to does, all the left wants to do is call everybody names, um, demand that they have the reins of power, and then spend money like drunken sailors without ever actually having anything to show for it. But also, like, you know, the idea that they would make that their utopia island and it would be wonderful is just hard for me to imagine because we do have all their little test areas that we can look at which are like all the blue big cities and they're all horrible so it's like all we see is like your ideas are terrible because when we see them i'm trying to lure (laughs) them into a trap yeah and the trap is it would be garbage it would be worse yeah you know like it's you know but i i think they're i think that they're I, i don't know i think that there are things they could be done with both sides, um, but right now we're just so polarized. But I think Cuba is an excellent place for American expansion on both sides right now. Both sides would benefit from taking Cuba. I think that big tech and, you know, sort of like that, that desire to expand and do great things, I think Cuba would really work well for them. I think for the right, if we could liberate Cuba and, and show that America still does freedom, that would be a signal to a lot of our oppressors. Mm-hmm. And it would be a signal to a lot of oppressed people that are being locally oppressed by those foreign oppressors. And they would say what your Portuguese grandfather used to say. Um, which one? I mean, which thing did he say? If someone else can do something, oh, yeah. I can do it too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, if it's possible for them. You know what kind of message that would send to those Uyghurs if we kick the ever-living shit out of those commie bastards in Cuba? Yeah. Yeah. They'd go kick the ever-living shit out of their fucking Chinese mafia. Whoops. (laughs) I hate those bastards. Sorry, Mom. (laughs) I hate the CCP with a passion. It is. They are so evil. No. Sorry. I'll clean it up, Mom. Sorry. (laughs) Clean it up, everybody. But, you know, sometimes you get a little spicy. Yeah. Well, it's because you're angry at, at innocent people being mistreated. So, if you know, if that gets you riled up, like, at least it's for a good cause. You, you know? complete me. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I think uh, you were going to talk about your new release of Into the Unknown, the, the Vela. My release thing? Into the Unknown. That makes it sound like... I got, well, I, I got some release, I got but... some parakeet that I don't want to care for anymore, and I'm like, here you go, Archie, go into the unknown and le- live your best parakeet life. And the parakeet's like, I really like the cage. Well, your serialized Grr. book entitled Into oh, the yeah. Unknown. <laughs> yes, uh, Kindle Vela is a new serialized reading program that Amazon has assured all of us writers is the new thing, and we'd like you to try it out. And they give me a little heads up on it. So I went over there and put uh, some episodes up on a, a very long book that I have written and I'm still writing and I think it's just going to, it's it's really, so it's it's a big long fantasy dungeon crawl and it's just pure cheesy cheap fun. I don't even think there's any politics in it. So it's just, it's just me having a lot of fun with, it's sort of like psychological horror and then exploration and fantasy and things like that. So um, if you could go over to the Kindle Vela and kind of check out the first, I think it's the first four or five chapters are free, and then you can buy tokens and you can, you know, I, I don't know the appeal of that, but Amazon is kind of watching me to see if people actually like me. So if you could go do that and check that out, that would be really cool. Um, I'll put a link 
uh, in the show notes on the main body of the email that you're getting or on the page that you're looking at. And just let me know if you're digging it or if you're like, hey, this is a waste of time. Go back to Strange Company, Galaxy's Edge, Soda Pop Soldier, whatever. Um, but uh, don't worry, that's not getting into my writing time. A lot of that's already written. So it's just going to be, I'm going to be dropping episodes. I'll see what sort of frequency everybody likes. And um, just give it a check out. It's called Into the Unknown. The cover is by Errol Otis. So if you played Dungeons and Dragons as a kid, you will recognize some of his art. He is a wonderful man. Uh, Single White Medusa and I got to hang out with him one afternoon in the Bay Area. And uh, we've had a relationship and a friendship since. And I got to play Dungeons and Dragons with him once at a convention. Um, So nice guy. Great artist. You'll 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 know his style when you see it, and I hope that you check it out. Yeah. Any final thoughts? What are your final I, well, thoughts? Well, I had a one like yeah. final question that I was kind of asking yeah. you right before it's the show. It's your show more than mine. That's right. Well, it's kind of a non sequitur, but sure. since you asked, like right before the show, I was just asking you a question, and you're like, "Why don't you ask me on the show?" So I'm going to right now. So I don't even know your answer. Um, it was just that Larry Nassar. Um, situation that we had just I guess it's kind of something's been happening with it recently again um but anyway well it's it's he's the USA gymnastics guy that was molesting kids yeah I position assume. I guess it said yeah I, something I like not that remembered that yeah and lo and behold guess who gets involved the FBI the FBI now correct me if I'm wrong they were involved with the Epstein thing. Yeah. And then you read about uh, the Franklin Savings and Loan cover-up, or what was that? Yeah, a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. The Franklin cover-up. And then the and the FBI the came in there. The fi- the FBI came in on the Finders, and they said the there's in the McMartin. So like it's another episode where the FBI has shown up to tell everybody um, nothing's going on here while children are getting hurt. That is not a coincidence. That is a pattern. That is a behavioral pattern. Um, If the FBI were on trial, if the FBI were a prisoner, uh, you know, for for being involved in these kind of things, were in court, there would be a psychologist that would come in and say, this is recidivist. This is not a Mm -hmm. one time the FBI drank a beer and molested his niece. And I'm not even I'm not saying that's good. But I'm saying under the influence of alcohol or drugs or whatever, people sometimes do things they would normally never do. Um, that's different. You know, like, like let's say murder. Like, you know, like the, the molesting the niece is a little wacky. But, you know, people sometimes murder people because of rage, jealousy, passion, chemicals. Right? Okay. Uh, that's bad. Not, not okaying that. Not condoning it. But there are degrees of that. Was it premeditated? Was it manslaughter? Was it an accident? You're, you're going to do some jail time, most likely, on a lot of them. You might go away for the rest of your life in certain circumstances, even on one murder. But let us not ever think that the person who murders one person because uh, they didn't get their $30 for the Xbox that they sold on eBay. That's bad. That's bad. But that's not Jeffrey Dahmer. That's not Ted Bundy murdering 200 girls. That's not serial killer level bad. And the FBI kind of already is, if you look at these cases that consistently involve them covering up the harm of children, is moving into that zone where a court-appointed psychologist would come in and say, this is recidivist. 
This is a serial molester. This is a serial killer. This is someone who didn't do it once. Why do they keep turning up in these cases? Why? Yeah, because the thing was something like they they were causing the guy to be able to continue to do this because they were kind of um, getting in the way of him getting prosecuted sooner or something, right? But yeah. the, my question was like... The okay. FBI was helping by getting yeah. in the way, so more kids got hurt. Right. Same thing with Epstein. Same thing. If if that if that's what the FBI does, where kids get hurt, then I'll, I'll just cut to the chase. We don't need an yeah, FBI that bad. Yeah, let's just disband them. Yeah. But my question was, and I don't even want to say I get it why they would do it with like the Epstein thing and stuff, because I don't. But just pretending that they're completely morally bankrupt people with no morals, at least I can understand. Okay. They, like, I understand what they got out of it intelligence-wise. Like, oh, we get collateral on people, and that helps us in our intelligence stuff. Not okay. But no, I, I'm, I saying, need, I'm saying... I don't need collateral that bad. And right, apparently, right. all you're using the collateral for is to control the rest of us and deprive right. us of our rights. Yeah. You're not using the collateral to get the Russians in a honey trap. Mm-hmm. You're not using the collateral to find out where the North Koreans keep their big giant bomb with a TNT sign on it. You're apparently using all the collateral to make sure we get screwed on our rights by judges. Exactly. And but politicians. My question on this was, I, I don't even understand what they would get out of this, intelligence-wise. Just a gymnastics <clears throat> position well, of the Well, who knows? Like, you know, again, who knows? But gymnastics, international sport, yeah. The FBI wanted to be involved in that. There were probably some international spying or something going on mm. there. Wow. So, I mean, I, I would I would tell you this. Not for a second do I think the FBI gets up and says, hey, let's just go help this guy out uh, in molesting children because that's what we do. No, there's there's probably a reason for it, and the reason is probably intelligence. And lately intelligence means screwing Americans and uh, going to war domestically, um, keeping the Patriot Act alive, because now that the Muslims aren't acting up anymore or have been basically destroyed... We need to have new Muslims, and those Muslims are called aggrieved Americans. But tomorrow, uh, they'll be called patriots. Yeah. And that's the podcast.